This is On the Way Out, where when you have a small amount of time, you say the most important things. I'm Brandy Truesdell. And I'm Sarah Hester. And today we're going to talk about why the church matters. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) So this is our very first episode of On the Way Out. And we thought before we got started, we would just say where we came up with our name and our mission statement. Um, So a couple of years ago, I was doing a podcast with a friend. And he just asked me and my husband to like join along and we were looking for a name and we came up with two, chose the other one. But my husband was saying that when you are having like a dinner with someone, you'll like stand at the door and just talk and talk and talk. Like you'll say all the important things that you didn't get to talk about while you're trying to leave. Yeah. And he said he wanted to call it while you were leaving. And I said, on the way out sounds better. Anyway, we didn't use that podcast name, but we it just fit for this yeah we took it so (laughs) it fit for that so that's where that came from um I don't even have it written down do you want to say like what our mission is I can pull it up yeah I think I got it too let me see I saved it as a photo on my phone oh nice the awkward um silence (laughs) breathing (laughs) (laughs) this is why shows put music behind right their things okay it's on my phone Okay. Do you want to read it or okay. me too? So our vision for this podcast and kind of why we are even doing this is because we want to equip women to boldly live lives that glorify the Lord by sharing biblical truth as it relates to the world today. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good time to bring up like what you said about COVID. Like this has never been podcast listening or even just like, Like, we listen to a podcast that's very similar to, like, kind of what we're trying to do here. Yeah. And I never was interested in stuff like that or, like, (laughs) feeling convicted or, like, (laughs) trying to better myself in that way up until, like, 2020. Yeah. Um, I even think it went back to, like, 2016. Really? I think. Oh, yeah. There seemed (laughs) just to be a time when it was, like you can't say anything offensive and you have to be politically correct and you have like it, there seemed to be like a huge shift around that time. And I think since COVID it just has been like, I think you're right. I think it just like, I was too, uh, what's the word? Not paying attention up until 2020. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think that was the experience of a lot of people. Yeah. So what we're talking about today, like Brandy said, was uh, why the church matters. And since we're talking about COVID, this was something that I think came right into the forefront um, of people's... So sorry. (laughs) We're recording at my house. My husband is way far away, but we're not in a soundproof room. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Text him. (laughs) So... You're like, Jake, hold your cough, please. That was, it didn't just sound like a cough. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> and we have it recorded. Can you hush your mouth? <laughs> no. So anyway, I think this is um, like why the church matters came into the crosshairs really because it was like, oh, well, we can just take church online. And mm. I think there's still people even now who are like. Oh yeah, I still attend church. I just do it online. So yes. is that true? Does that matter if people are online versus in the building? Like what is even the church? Um, I think those are all things that we 
want to discuss and kind of hit on today. Yes. I actually have a friend. I mean, it was like this even before 2020. She's got three kids. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she's going to listen to this or not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> never mind, friend. Um, there are a couple of people from college, though, that. And I was telling you this the other day. I would say a lot of my friends from college are like this, but also this person that I follow, she's got a massive following. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's maybe 500 to 8,000, 500,000, 800,000, something along those lines of people that follow her for her wellness stuff. Like, and you will find out if you listen to this podcast that like, we're pretty crunchy people as well. <laughs> like I'm like in the natural, whatever community Um, So I follow her for a lot of her wellness advice, but she put out and she went to like divinity school. And so she has like this background and people will follow her for those things too. And she put out this like whole post about how the church is everywhere because God is everywhere and you don't need a building and true God is everywhere. And like we can practice things that we do at church everywhere. I believe that, but we're not just talking about a building either. We're talking about a community and we're talking about, much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a harmful message to try to push everyone and to be like, leave your church. You can do it wherever yeah. you want. And then where, then where are we meeting? Are we meeting right. together? Or are we yeah. by ourselves? I mean, I can like, I can definitely <clears throat> understand that sentiment if you don't know what the church is actually for. Yeah. Or if you've never found a good one or if you've never yeah. committed yourself to it. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think we're, we're humans and like the, at the root of our flesh is selfishness and self-desire and self-pleasure and like if going to church is annoying to you Mm -hmm. or it causes you to get out of your comfort zone maybe you're more shy like that you're gonna find excuses as to why you can stay home and why church is like everywhere and like I'm not here to say that you're not a Christian if you don't go to church like that's not what anyone is saying yeah but the bible talks multiple times about why the church is important yeah. Why we should be attending regularly together. And I don't think that we should ignore that just because it doesn't make you feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. Because it can be inconvenient or seen as inconvenient. Yeah. Um, yeah. I lost my train of thought. That's okay. I'm like looking over my notes. Yeah. Um, this is our very first episode. So we're going to get better at this. I promise. 100. We have been wanting to do this for like nearly two years almost two years like so long we've been wanting to do this um because we meet like this all the time and just like talking about we should have a microphone (laughs) what good conversation (laughs) we we just had um i'm i'm just gonna go ahead and really read the verse about meeting together because i think we like we said in our mission like we definitely we want to equip women and how can you equip without the word of god um, so Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So, so growing up, like, what would you have said if somebody asked you, like, what was, what's the purpose of the church? Like, why do you go to church? I would have no, nothing to say. So this is important to know is that I did not grow up in the church. Yeah. Um, 
And so I have a very different perspective. Like church is something that I longed for. Mm. Um, but I understand the burnout. Um, actually I don't experience it. My husband, but he is someone that grew up in the church, like from the moment he was born Mm -hmm. to today. And he's always had some kind of role and he's always been very involved. And his parents have always been the same way. Excuse me. So it's like, uh, we have such a different perspective on it. He appreciates church because of how he was raised. And I hope to do the same thing for my kids. But there are people in his family, like his brothers, who have a totally different outlook sometimes. Yeah. Or, like, they're not as involved because it is it is a huge commitment. And you have kids and you have a spouse. Right. And, like, it's, like, an extra commitment. But for someone like me who grew up and who did not grow up in the church, as soon as I was old enough and, like, I heard about my friends going to church and I heard about my friends going to youth group, I was like, I wish I had a church. Like, I wish I could be a part of something Mm -hmm. like that. And now as a mom, it's like more important than ever because I want my kids to have those things because I never had those things. Yeah. Um, I don't, that doesn't really answer your question because if if somebody asked me as a child, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't go to church. Yeah. No. And the reason I asked is because for me, like growing up, we went to church, but I, like, I definitely got (laughs) to a point, like I had such a strong youth group experience and my youth group was like mm. fundamental to yes like my salvation and um that's what my husband says too yeah and like like I mean just coming to know the Lord and then being discipled after that but like then I went to college and I left that community mm. and and my professors said like be involved in a church just pick one don't be overwhelmed with the options and I just didn't do that because I think in my mind I was like oh I'm getting so much bible because I went to a bible college yes right um you know why would I need to go to a church um and so like for me I just didn't excuse me I didn't have a good understanding sorry struggling um I just didn't have a good understanding of like why is it important that I'm involved in an actual like local body of believers um, so yeah, that's not something I learned until probably after I was married. Well, you have the opposite experience, like yeah. because I didn't grow up in no church. It mm-hmm. wasn't until I got to college when I was like, was able to make the decision. And that was the very first thing I did was try to find and plant myself into a yeah. church. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I was ridiculously involved into it. Yeah. Which is super cool. And it was, it was amazing. It was like, I mean, it was really hard actually when I graduated college And because we moved away, I moved, um, I got married immediately after graduating college and moved where my husband's hometown is. And I longed for that community forever. And I compared everything to that one community. It was like such a good experience. Um, it's like, that's another topic. Yeah. Um, that's actually something I have written down or it's kind of similar is that a lot of people, their argument against why they don't want to go to church is because of either burnout, Mm -hmm. which is a great thing to talk about or church hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think that there are some situations of church hurt that like are significant and you probably should leave. Like, I mean, there's been scandals everywhere of pastors or youth pastors, you know, fraternizing with children like that happens and you should probably leave. But I think in terms of 
I don't even know the, a good example, but I think it's important that we don't forget that people in church leaderships are humans too. Yeah. And they're also made of the same flesh <laughs> that you are mm-hmm. and they're going to fail. And are you holding them to a standard that's too high or are you holding them to a standard that you would hold higher than yourself? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that we don't uh, sweat the small stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And remember that the, the whole thing about being a community, a community is like a separate family. Yeah. I mean, you get in arguments with your spouse or your children or your, right. or your brothers or your sisters. Like, do you just like walk away when you get in an argument? Like you just leave because it's just not fun anymore. Like, no, you can't. Yeah. Like we have to look at the church body like our family in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And like, we're going to have arguments. Yeah. We're going to have disagreements and how we settle those arguments and disagreements say everything about us as a person and yeah. as a community. And like, don't you want to be the type of person that's able to forgive, yeah. to have compassion and like be a part of a community that's able to do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why Paul, like, I mean, except for the gospels, I think the rest of the new Testament is geared toward the church. And so it's all about like how to live in mm-hmm. community with each other um and even like first corinthians especially talks about how you have community with one another and you look at first corinthians 13 and it's like love covers a multitude of sin mm-hmm. and so like love believes all things love hopes all things um and i think that like I, if we always want to apply that to romantic love but it's really like brotherly love and affection like we need to be um giving each other the benefit of the doubt. We need to be very willing to uh, seek reconciliation and to forgive one another and to die to ourselves and to die to our own preferences. Yes. Um, Which is definitely easier said than done. Like, I don't think anybody is denying that. But um, I was just, when you said that, I was thinking of um, 1 Corinthians 13, Mm -hmm. where it says, and if, Okay, I'm just going to read the last half. Yeah. And if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Hmm. Like, are you... And, like, <laughs> can we love like Jesus? Can we love, like, the people in our church when they've wronged us or yeah. done something that we don't like? Yeah. And if you can't, are you nothing? Yeah. I mean, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. It's true. I mean, that's like definitely a challenge. So, um, so part of community, part of why the church matters is community. Yes. Living in community with each other. Um, bring it back around. Yeah. I mean, again, there's so much of the new Testament that addresses the church and addresses believers and how to live in community with one another. Um, part of it is that we need each other. Um, you bought, brought up a verse the other yeah. day um, in Proverbs. I would like to pull it up because you were saying community, but like the step up below community is accountability. Mm-hmm. People don't seek accountability, not ra- naturally. Nope. Like we just don't. <laughs> you don't want to be told yeah. that you're living your life wrong. Right. But we should be seeking accountability because that's what makes us yeah. better. Um, yeah. And, or it's like, 
we seek accountability, but like in our own, on our own terms, like we're not willing to hear somebody correct us unless we've like invited them to correct us. Yeah. I mean, it hurts. Like I, I don't know. I'm weird to ask. I'm, I'm a very confrontational person. And so I, it's, it comes easier for me. Yeah. Confrontation. Yeah. But like, I hate to keep throwing my husband under the bus, but like he's not confrontational mm-hmm. and it, it does. It like, it's like a hard conversation when you have to like, conf- I'm, I'm coming from the confronting side, but it hurts. It hurts when people say like that you're wrong in that way, but like you have to, and that's where we, I guess we have to use discernment too mm-hmm. and like pray like, well, am I Yeah. like, and that the Bible tells them to do that. Yeah. Like, the Bible tells us to like call out, you know, yeah. those things in our brothers. Mm-hmm. So they're actually doing what the Bible asked them to do. Like, are we, yeah, are gonna deny? Are we, yeah, are we open to being obedient in that way? Yes, yes. I mean, it's a like I probably am not as much as I need to be, you know, like because, like you said, it just hurts. I think in, in the beginning, it's natural to not. Yeah, be it's natural to be defensive. To be defensive. Yeah. But I think that's maybe, I don't know, where humility comes into being willing and open. But again, if you don't live in community with people, no one's going to see you close enough to say like, hey, this thing. I have told Jake over and over. I'm going to share this verse, then I'm going to tell you what I'm about to say. Um, Sarah shared this verse, Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. If you don't have a Christian community, like you literally can't, you can't do that. Yeah. That won't exist. Right. Um, but something I was going to say is Jake and I have said so many times, like, well, Jake has a great example of Christian, like family. Like Mm -hmm. he grew up, like I've said, he was in the church. Like he has really awesome, like parents who taught them those things, like built that foundation for him. Mm -hmm. Um, now I have awesome parents and I am not here to say that they're not awesome. They taught me right from wrong. And I was a really good child. I never got in trouble because they were good in that way, but I did not grow up in the church. And, um, so I don't have, like, I was thinking the other day, like I didn't really, I don't really have examples Mm. in my life of what, a Christian like couple looks like. I'm going to talk about that specifically a Christian couple or a Christian family looks like, um, even my grandparents, like my grandma, Anne, who I was really close with, she was never married. So like, I don't like I have no example. Like I don't have anything like that in my family. And obviously I didn't have that in like college either because no one's married or making babies. Yeah. But if I did not have the church, if I did not attend regularly and live in community with like other Christian couples, like I would not have, I would not know the things that I need to know. Like Mm -hmm. they, these couples in our church ministered to me just by being examples, just by like living alongside of me. And I pray that I'm the same thing to them that, and like, that's, we, I mean, yes, we need to call out things and like, be able to do those steps too, but like just living in community and just being examples of each other yeah. is so important. 
Yeah, that actually, so I had this point written down. I think it just flows like perfectly into this. Um, Another reason we need to live or we need to be in community with each other in a local body um, is because it's really not, uh, we normally wouldn't be going out and seeking like middle-aged couples, older couples, elderly people to- How would you find them? Right, to like- Right. We typically would stay within like our age group. Yes. I think that's so important for us to be around people who are diverse in age and walk. Yes. And I think we can glean so much from them. So I'm going to read Titus 2, okay. um, where again, Paul is addressing like this very thing. So he says, um, in Titus 2 verse, let's see, I'm going to start in three. Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so to train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Um, And so he also goes on to urge younger men, and he also addresses older men. So he is expecting that we are going to be living life alongside people who span the age, the ages. Yes. Um, I think that's like there is so much wisdom to be had um, from godly men and godly women mm-hmm. um, who we live life aside, you know, beside yes. in, in the church. Um, and so I think that's just like I just don't want to understate the importance of that. Um, what else would you say are reasons? Um. I have this verse written down and it's like kind of the flip side of the coin of what we're talking about. Like if you're not in church, if you're not in a church community, like who are your friends? Mm-hmm. Who are you hanging out with? Um, and I wrote down that verse, second Corinthians six fourteen, which says, do not be equally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness. Um, Obviously, this is not to say that you can't be friends with unbelievers. That's silly. Of course you can, and you should. But we should be prioritizing having close friendships Mm -hmm. with believers. Um, Because, yeah, if you're not prioritizing having those friendships, like, again, I'm going to say, I use the word flesh a lot. Like, our flesh is meant to be tempted, to cling to self desire. And if you're in a community with people who are not believers, like they're going to tempt you mm-hmm. like you're, and you're going to feel better about yourself doing things that you probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. It's a lot easier to, uh, get away with stuff. I think in your own conscience, when you don't have yes. someone else living beside you saying like, Hey, which I've experienced that yeah. like uh, personally being friends with people who are not believers like, excuse me. So I didn't grow up in the church, but it was like, like I said, in middle school and high school, it started to be a desire of mine. And I would attend churches with my friends here and there. But because I didn't grow up in church, I didn't have a regular church. I had Christian friends and I had friends who weren't. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced hanging out with the Christian friends and like the wholesome game nights and just chilling at their house. And I've also experienced hanging out with my non-Christian friends Mm -hmm. who wanted me to get drunk with them and things like that, which I actually never did because I knew my dad would kill me. Yeah. (laughs) But like 
there are going to be people who are more tempted to do those things. Sarah has a baby with her, yeah. so she might make a peek. She's kind of waking up a little bit. But she's precious. <laughs> Looks just like Sarah. Sarah has so four cute. children. It's crazy. We should say four. That. We haven't even introduced <laughs> ourselves. I know. It's pretty true. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that. much we need to or not. I yeah, know. I know. We're both moms. Uh, we go to church together. Yeah. We've been friends for five, four years? Yeah. Something like that. A while. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, okay. another big thing. Yes. Why do we need church? What do we do at church? Yes. If, like, is Bible study church? Is Sunday school church? That's what I was going to say next, too. <laughs> I was going to talk <laughs> about awesome. that one, too. Yeah. Um, so the argument that you're going to hear a lot is, well, you can do church anywhere and anytime. Yeah. Or even podcasts. Or podcasts. Yeah. Which is like, honestly, and this is a totally other topic that we would like to do one day of like why being women of the word. Yeah. Like I, for a long time, use podcasts as my Bible study. And I think it's a good addition, but I think that you should be reading your Bible. And it's the same thing as podcasts are a great addition to what you're learning, but you should be going to church. Um, So I just want to point out that the Bible does talk about the Sabbath day and like keeping the Sabbath day holy. So yes, we can say that we can meet anywhere, anytime, but the Bible is very specific about the Sabbath day being holy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we should disregard attending church on the Sabbath. It's the Lord's day. It's the Lord's day. Yeah. We should give it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah, that's my argument there. Yeah. Um, there is, again, oh. as we see in, in scripture, <laughs> I don't know if the microphone caught that. It did. Um, okay, cool. Oh, it's somewhere. <laughs> so, I'm going to let her do her thing. Yeah. Um, so again, the Bible addresses pastors a ton. Yeah. Um, this is how Christ set up his church is that you would have um, overseers, as scripture calls them, pastors, elders, overseers. Mm-hmm. They're all the same word in mm-hmm. Greek. Um, and these are, are men who are have been given the task of... Um, equipping the saints through the preaching of the word. Mm. Um, and yes. so these I are see. people who um, are there to guard the flock, mm-hmm. who are there to, like I said, to equip them. Um, that is the job of the pastor, to yes. equip the saints with the word. Um, and so That's a good know, point I didn't think of. Hebrews, Paul's, Paul addresses, it's funny because he addresses like the, the people in the church. Let me get to it real quick. Kind of waiting for her to start crying. So okay. let's see. Let's see what she does. She looks very content. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I'm in the right spot. all this dead air today. Gonna uh, we're going to get better. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, 
so starting in 17, it says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who will, get, ha- will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that will be of no advantage to you. Well, this is so personal. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, whoever wrote Hebrews? Um, so there are men who are called by God to shepherd local flocks. And I think there's nothing like a pastor, like as much as I love um, listening to different pastors, you know, on podcasts, give sermons, all of that stuff. Like Paul Washer will never know my name. You know what I mean? Paul Washer is never going to be able to speak into my life in the same way that my pastor would um, in a, in a local church. So, you know, they, I could never go to Paul Washer and be like, Hey, I've got this situation. What do I do here? Yeah. Um, so I think being under an elder or a pastor, um, and having them be able to teach and guide and pray with me, um, is just invaluable. Um, that when you're saying all this is making me think of like the prevalent generations that we have today. Like, so I feel like millennials were like the first step of people who didn't want to be told what to do or like, yeah, I don't know if that's the right term, but like, I'm going to just go ahead and say it like the Gen Z generation, like is some of the most, like, disrespectful, like, selfish generation that's, like, hit. Yeah. Um, it's not their fault. Right. I mean, I think it's... Right. I mean, it's who their, raised them? It's their, it's their parents. Yeah. Um, but, like, no one... Like, and we said it earlier, like, you, no one desires to be under someone mm-hmm. or church leadership. But, like, look at our world today. Like, be your own boss. Like, run this MLM. You can oh, do yeah. this business online. Like, no one wants to have a boss. No one wants to have leadership. Yeah. Like, we're, that's not something that we plan to do ever. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's definitely like a Western idea. I think because we are so independent. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know all the noises. Um, I think because we are very independent, very individualistic, and we just haven't, I mean, honestly, like, we just haven't seen it done very well. Yeah. Like, um, you know, what are the requirements of me as a church member? Like, it's it's not the job of the church to entertain me. Yes. It's not the job of the church oh my gosh. to um, provide all of what I need. Like, yes. I am in a church, and we are all in a church to give. And this makes me think of a totally other topic. I mean, it's not an other topic. It's in the same topic. I wrote this down as just kind of like a side point. Yeah. Not sure if we would get to it, but why the right church matters. Um, oh, I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm probably going to offend people on every episode that we do. Yeah. Probably. Um, mega churches. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can go to a mega church every Sunday, but yeah. are you in community? Do you, does the pastor know your name? Like right. you just said, um, is he going to come to your house if you have a loved one die? Right. Probably yeah. not. 
He's got a million members. Um, but also another thing with these churches is that like, they're entertainers. Yeah. Like my parents visited a church a couple weeks ago and my mom was like, they had a smoke machine oh, wow. on stage. That's something. For their worship team. She said it was like I was in a concert. Right. And I was like, why? Why? Like, what's the point? (laughs) Does that not take away, like, what you're there to do? Right. Like. I mean, and that's a whole nother topic. We're not there to worship. How we do worship. We're not there to worship each other. No. And and I'm not there to sit and be entertained. No. Like. You're there to worship the Lord. It's a time of reverence and a time of learning. Here's another thing. I'm also not there. And the pastor is not there. Okay. Let me gather my thoughts for a second. Um, I think we have so misconstrued what the church is. I, like, I think we got to like take it down to the studs and rebuild it. Does that make sense? Like, mm. yeah, the church is not, it can be, but the goal of the church is not an evangelistic opportunity. Yeah. The church is there. The pastor's there to equip the saints to do when did that change it actually changed in like with a man named charles finney like it all it was like so the whole idea of like revival yes revivalist she totally blew out of did the she? diaper are you sure <laughs> yeah oh my gosh oh anyway my we're good um yeah so it was like actually this whole movement with charles finney doing uh revivals and so then people, I'm sure my husband could give you like the whole yes. history, but yeah. basically just to boil it down, it was more of like a, we want to see revival, which is great. That's fine. But it's not the goal of the gathered body of mm. believers. Yeah. Like the goal of the church gathering together is to hear the word, to worship together um, that's why we gather. Like, yep. I heard, I kid you not, I heard a pastor one time say, if you just bring people to church, then you have done your job. You have, I'll take it from here. You've done your evangelism. What did, um, and I was like, no, no, like that's not even close. Am I allowed to talk about another podcast on this podcast? Like, say the I name guess. of it. I don't think so. Okay, well, the, the Cultish podcast, yeah. highly recommend. Yeah. They have no idea who we are. Right. But we love them. Um, the baby so is. Sorry. She's good. You good? A little milk. We're good. Oh. Uh. Um, they posted on their Instagram account this, like, weird thing. And it was, like, all of these churches saying the exact same thing. Like, how you have to... Um, come. Mm-hmm. It was like become, belong, believe. Interesting. Like, so basically, the idea is like you just have to get to church, right? But I've and heard then that you belong so to yeah. church, and then you believe. And okay. It's like, oh, so you believe last. So who belongs to the church? Everyone, I guess, is what <laughs> okay. they're saying. That's so strange. So then, how do you do church discipline if everyone belongs to the church, but you're not even a believer? <laughs> Well, there's like a million churches in this world in America. Yeah. Gosh, in this in this state, I mean, I just I think that it churches. started. I think it did start. I think. I don't know. Is it? Would I don't know which generation it would be that started this. 
That's a good thing. I, I definitely want to research this now. Yeah. But like somewhere along the lines, church did become entertainment. And yeah. it was like, if we can entertain these people, right. they'll come. Which I think it's because like, you know, people are like, oh, well, we don't see the numbers and et cetera, et cetera. So we need to just get them in the door. Yeah, because it's always but about it's money too. Like, I don't. Why do we need to get them in the door? Like, shouldn't we be going out? <clears throat> right. Do you know what I'm saying? So I am totally going to steal this uh, quote from my husband. But he said, we have made church to where it is come and see instead of go and tell. Come and see. Come and see instead of go and uh, tell. Yes. So, so again, I think because we're not clear on what the church is for, like, it's not the... It is not the job of the church to make goats comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm like, is that too far? I don't know. To, like, uh, no, it's not too far. Like you said, I don't, I'm not trying to be offensive. That's not my goal. But I think that's true. Like, we don't need to, we don't need to make unsaved people comfortable enough to where they're they're good to stay where they're at does that make sense mm-hmm. like yes yes they're, they're, of a sense. yeah like well this is what I, I pulled up the video so i could see what exactly what it said and it yeah. actually said you belong then you believe and then you behave what does that mean and it's like a hundred churches saying this thing over and over again but they all look like gigantic churches yeah I'm and, not bashing gigantic churches. Right. I'm just saying, like, make sure that you are in a church that there's accountability. Right. Like, and and honestly, I mean, that's on you to get involved. Yes. Like, if you go to a church and you feel like, oh, I, you know, I'm not really involved. It's too big. Like, then it's really on you. Yes. To get plugged in. Yes. And I think it is way more comfortable just to, like, be able to slip in the back door, sit, hear the preaching, do the worship, and then leave versus, like actually getting involved which i've heard those words literally come out of some of my friends mouths that like it's i like being a part of a church that i don't have to like that if i don't come no one's going to text me yeah right well and you like it because because then you don't have to come yeah (laughs) and it's like (laughs) but you have to start somewhere okay so like if you're listening to this and you're not a believer yet like i'm not saying that like Go to your local church and ask them to volunteer right now. Like, yeah. obviously, yes, you do need to love the Lord first. But, yeah. like, if you're a believer and you are not plugged into your church. Yeah. I Then you, you should get, should plugged, get in. plugged into your church. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, what did you say the other day? I think I wrote the verse down, but I didn't actually. Oh, it's First Corinthians about using your gifts. Oh, yeah. That's actually what I had pulled up right here. Okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So the another another reason that you need to have people who believe in Christ and have been regenerated in your church is because you uh, need to be. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Like we all have our giftings. Yes. From the Lord. Right. And so we use our giftings to build one another up. Yes. So, you know, we have an eye, we have a hand, we have a foot. We can't have just one. Like, I think even Paul says here, like, 
uh, I can't remember which body part he picked. Oh, the I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. So basically, I mean, just the idea that we all need each other, even though we're all different, we have to have one another. And if you're not using your gifts for God, are you using them at all? Or are you using them for yourself? Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, that's something you should ask yourself. Right. Like, are you being a good steward of what God has given you? I mean, like, I think the Bible talks about, like, the specific gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think about this all the time. Like, I, um, I sing. Yeah. That's, like, I believe that that's what God gifted me with is my voice. Yeah. Um, I've always felt that way. And I have always strived to use that gift for the Lord. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know where I was going with that, but like, because I feel like now I'm just like I'm better than you because I use my gifts. For God. That's not what I'm trying. That's to That's definitely say. what I heard, Brandy. Um, like I was in a band before and like was like making yeah. my music, but it was not as fulfilling at all mm-hmm. as it is to like be uh, on a worship team. Yeah. Um, and your gifts like can be, like maybe you're great with kids. Like, I know you probably don't want to go to church and watch other people's kids. Like, even though you're great with them, like that's. I, I don't want to do that. I'm a mom. Yeah. I don't want to, but like, <laughs> like, let me just be honest for a minute. But I, like you, you need to. Yeah. Like because it's serving the Lord. Yeah. Like you serving your community is serving the Lord. Um, maybe you're a great cook and you should volunteer for like the outreach things and cook food for your church. Like there, yeah. Think about what you're good at, and like loving the Lord is also all about sacrifice too. Like we forget that we want to, we want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. We don't want to sacrifice anything. We don't want to sacrifice our time or our money. Like we don't want to, but like, that's the point. None of these things are yours to begin with your time and your money and your gifts. They're not yours. God gave them to you. Are you going to give them back? Like you need to. Yeah. Something that, um, Yeah, I think, like you said, going back to, I think this whole idea that we have to, I think it's, I mean, honestly, we just have a hard time not being accepted by the world. Mm. And so I think a lot of what we see in more modern churches today, you know, of like the entertainment and the, you know, we're on the bleeding edge of cool as far as our worship goes and our building and all of that stuff, like, um, I think we want to be attractive to the world and which we're told straight up the world hates you. The world's going to hate you. So if the world doesn't hate you, not that you should be like a punk. Yeah. Yeah. But like if the world doesn't hate you, you're probably not doing it right. That's a great point. Yeah. Like I've actually never thought about it that way. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's like appealing to the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, some people are going to be so mad at this. I know that <laughs> I know a lot of people who go to very, very large churches. So use discernment when you listen to this episode. Like, please. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Or even, I mean, that's this even goes to a personal standpoint. Like, I've heard Christians say that, like, I'm a, I've literally, I saw a person on Instagram. I don't know how I came across her. I don't follow her. Well, you know, Instagram was throwing out those for yeah. you. So that's probably how. Um, 
And she was doing this like Q and A and someone was like, are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't like to use the term Christian because it has such a negative converse connotation. Oh my gosh. So I just tell people like that I believe in Jesus. Literally Christ's name. <laughs> so she denied being a Christian uh, so she could say that she believes in Jesus. Yeah. Well, why does she do that? Because she doesn't want the world to hate her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But it is like what you just said, like the world will hate you yeah. for knowing and loving Jesus Christ. And like, are there people who claim Christ who do a really bad job of representing him? Of course. Yeah. But you, I mean, I don't know. That's the name of Christ. It just made me sad. But yeah. obviously her money mm-hmm. and her influencing job was more important to her yeah. than being a follower of Jesus. I don't, I don't even remember her name. So like if I did, I even, I wouldn't share that here, but. She is an influencer. She had a huge following. I think it was like a million. Like her job is influencing people. So she threw away Jesus so she could keep her job. Y'all. Yeah. That's yucky. Yeah. (laughs) It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I like, I say this all the time and people think, I mean, okay, you're going to learn. I'm super aggressive. I'm super passionate. Like I say (laughs) things in aggressive I don't think you're like aggressive in the sense that you're like hitting somebody or even like, I think you just say your opinion. Well, just say it the way I I just say right. it right. I'm, straight. I'm not yeah. gonna sugarcoat things. Yeah. Um, I have said my husband hates when I say this because he is the opposite of me. Like, <laughs> no one hate me. Everybody love me. Um, <laughs> but everybody does love him because he's the nicest guy in the whole world. Um, but I like I want people to hate me. Like, not like I want you to hate me, but like right. I, if you're not a believer and you hate what I just said, then mm. I probably said the right thing. Right. Like I probably said what I needed to say. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool with me. Um, I'm a homeschool mom. Yeah. Sarah, so is Sarah. Um, we're, we're that, we're those people. We're those people. <laughs> um, and I have, can't tell you how many times I have been told by my family, like, are they going to be weird? They're not like, they're not in community. Like they're not, um, they're not with other kids. So they're going to be weird. And I'm like, I totally would love them to be weird. Yeah. That like makes me feel so happy. Like if they're weird in terms of how society thinks is, if what society thinks is normal and they are the opposite of it, I'd be like, that's freaking dope. Yeah. I don't want them to be like the world. The Bible yeah. literally says, do not be like the world. Right. Well, and I think, I mean, gosh, like we're off topic, but yeah, we I are. Think it's we're good. like, like off of it. but have we been so desensitized that we think that what the world is like is okay for yes. our children to model or themselves for our after. church or for our church or for our like. church. Are we so desensitized yeah. that we think that our, our church should look like what the world finds entertaining? Yeah. I also just want to clarify because I did say it a couple of times. Like we want people who don't follow the Lord. Like we want them to feel welcome. A hundred percent. Yes. I think you just cannot sacrifice truth to make them feel welcome. Or you can't make it more palatable to make people feel welcome. I, I mean, I wrote this down yeah. in the very beginning of my notes. Is like, this is, we're not attacking on non-believers. Yeah. We're, and we're not attacking, we're not attacking anyone. Yeah. But we're talking to Christians. Right. If you claim Christianity, this is, this is who we're talking to. We're talking yeah. to you and we're not yelling at anyone. We're just saying that like, do you have a church? Do you see that's importance? Because it's super, super important. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, we wrote down church conflict. I mean, we kind of touched on 
Well, yeah, I think we talked about like. Yeah, I guess we did. Is church. Is living in community, like living in community with people can get messy at times. Yeah, I guess but we can like, talk about I it. mean, going back to Proverbs, you know, iron sharpen, iron sharpens iron because there is friction. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like living with other people is always going to cause friction, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you know, we, because we believe the Bible is true. And we should. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Brandy's headphones. These headphones are hurting my ear. Yeah, I'm going to have to get some other ones, I think. It's like, they're not adjustable. And so they're like like sitting down and like pinching my ear. (laughs) It's killing me. Um, Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I think we hit all the points of what we were wanting to say. What about you? You have a lot of notes over there. Yeah. No, I think the preaching of the word, singing together, yes, like worshiping the Lord together, baptism, living in the community, baptism in the Lord's Supper. These are the ordinary means of grace yep. that God has laid out for us in scripture. Yes. This is how we are to live as a church. Yes. The church is to have regenerate members. Mm-hmm. Um, that is who the church is. Yes. If you're not regenerate, then yes. you're not a part of the universal church. And you're not suddenly, I feel like this needs to be said. Okay. okay. Because I know people. Then say it. Um, then that say need to hear this. They won't ever listen to this podcast. It's about <laughs> eight years old, but, um, just because you're in church and just because you're involved in church does not suddenly make you a better Christian than everyone else. Uh, that also, needs to be said. Yeah. I also think like it's super cultural here mm, in the yeah, South. Yeah, we live in the South. We live in the be, Bible Belt. Be, yes. To like everyone goes to church. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, And so they're involved. Just because you go to church, are you a Christian? Yeah. To- honestly, most people in this community, if they listen to this podcast, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm involved in church. I go to church every yeah, Sunday. Like right. people are heavily involved here. Like this is, and that's great. Yeah. But and I, I just wanted to point that out. Like, if, if I'm speaking to you right now and you're not involved in your church, I'm not telling you that you're suddenly a better Christian because you get involved. Right. Like, but those are not. Like, this is that is a pillar. Mm-hmm. There are many, many pillars of what a Christ follower should look should have. Being involved in going to church regularly is one pillar. But if you have that pillar and you don't have love, you're nothing. Yeah. So congratulations, you're a noisy gong. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So just so that's said, yeah. too, we're not saying, if I'm involved in church now and I'm perfect. No, yeah. you're not. You're, are you? I mean, you, right. might, you might be. Are you? I mean, <laughs> you no might, one's perfect, yeah. but you might be good. <laughs> or like, okay, great. Are you willing to hear that you're being prideful? <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should call these episodes pillars because that's kind of what we're going to be doing. Oh, but that's a good idea. Maybe we could just do like... This is pillar like, one. Why the church Pillar one. Murders. <laughs> matters. <laughs> also, yeah. Not murders. I wonder if people would hear and be like, they sound Southern. Because I never think that I sound Southern until like I went to like yeah, California and everybody was like, oh my gosh, are you from Texas? <laughs> like, no. How dare you? North Carolina. <laughs> but we do live in a pretty rural area. Yeah. So. Yeah quick sum up yes the church matters going to church online is not going to church boom it's not no because you're gonna get stuff from it gathered 
So I did want to say the word ecclesia in Greek, which is the word for church, means gathered ones. Wow. So. Boom. Um, get involved in your church. Find a Bible-believing church. Yes. That preaches from Scripture. Yes. That has a high view of Scripture. <laughs> yes. And... <laughs> Um, ain't afraid to say what's important yeah. because the world says that they shouldn't. Hundred percent. That's yes. so important. Yep. Which, um, be good to your fellow believers. Yeah. Live in community. And go and tell. Go not and tell. Come and see. Not come and see. Yeah, I think we nailed it. We have a little <laughs> bit of time left. We have like almost eight minutes. I can't believe we talked this long. I, know, I'm kind I, of I really surprised. didn't think that we were going to fill in the whole hour. I think. I think we kind of caught our. We caught our, we, we caught, caught it. Our, I think <laughs> I we're, ready, we're ready for the next one. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. No, I'm excited, Maybe being though. women of the word. Yeah. Next week, remember to change the baby before I yeah. put her on my lap. <laughs> At least you're wearing your work clothes. True. I'm going to change true. those things. Well, really quick before we leave then, I guess we'll do introductions. <laughs> we probably Sounds should have done good. that later. I'm Brandy. Um, I... Like I said, I'm a homeschool mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have two boys, four and six. Um, and, I mean, that's me. <laughs> that's... <laughs> what else about myself? Do you like to go camping? Oh, yeah. We love to camp. Uh, we ha- we bought a camper last year. That's really fun. Uh, I mean, they're really... I sing at my church. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I A lot of my identity is being a mom. Yeah. And that's cool with me. I really love You my bake job. really good bread. I do love to bake bread. Um, and I like to take pictures. Yes. You do a good job of this. Um, but yeah, but I I love being a stay-at-home mom. I love my role. We're That's totally awesome. we're totally going to talk about yeah, we are. biblical roles as women <laughs> yeah, in are. the future. That's so sweet. <laughs> okay, um, well, I am Sarah, and I have four kids, like we talked about earlier. And my youngest is with me right now. She's three months old as of tomorrow. Um, what else? My husband is a pastor and we have been in ministry together. Not together. I'm not, I'm not a pastor. He's a pastor. Um, you're a pastor's wife. Yeah. Pastor's wife. We are. Yes. But some people are like, well, my husband and I are pastors and that's not, no, I don't believe that you think that. Right. But you do, you are in ministry. Women will come to you. Yeah. Because yeah. your pastor's wife. Right. Uh, four. We've four been married kids. nine years. Yeah. She has so, three girls and one boy. Three girls, one way. boy. Yeah. Same thing. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. But work work a little bit here and there. And I, <laughs> I Sarah want also so sings badly. with me on church. I do. I so badly <laughs> want to bake bread she can. like Brandy. But for some reason, sourdough is really terrifying you to me are at this moment. It, you I are letting it run your, like, <laughs> I, scare but, you. And I've heard from other people that your scary. attitude toward it, it, like, it takes it, it is, in. So it I is. think that's why it's not working, because like, I'm just scared, just, which is ridiculous. Fine. Yeah. So. And always have backup. Always have backup starter. I have one on my counter and See, one in my fridge. Always. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Something, a bug might fly into one of them. I might drop one of them. You've got to have the backup. You're rolling too deep. No, I'm not. Come on. You really want like, like the number two. Too deep. One, not uh, one, two. <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling too deep. That's right. You're not not too, too deep. deep. Right. 
You're not I got two. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm wise on the breath. I understand yeah, it. Right. Place. You can handle it. It's, <laughs> it is still scary to me. Wow. You want to say something, Emma? You want to talk? She's so cute. She got the widow's head. I know. Yeah, she, so she this was girl. our first episode. I'm stoked about it. I think it's going to be really it. good. Um, I think it's. Go- I think we're just going to get better and better. I think so, too. <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job Yeah. for our first episode. I'm excited. I'm excited to share it. I mean, I feel like our friends are going to be like, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's um, going to be good. We have, so, we have so many supportive people of this, yeah. um, which has made this really exciting because people want to hear it and yeah we had someone sponsor us and help us like buy our equipment which was like such a blessing yeah. like we just we feel so supported and excited about this we yeah. hope that we hope that people actually listen so if you listened and you liked it please leave us a review like that would be really cool um oh and i do have an email if you have any questions or comments or a topic that you're curious if yeah. we might cover it is on the way out pod at gmail.com. So spelled exactly the way on the way out pod at gmail.com. Um, and we will read them because I'm sure no one has emailed us. <laughs> if you're a friend and you're listening to this, send me an email just for funsies. Yeah. Um, Cause that'd be cool. That would be super cool. I have no idea where this is going to go, but we're yeah, just excited, we're excited to do it. Yeah. We hope so. it blesses somebody. Even if it blesses, like, three people, <laughs> that's great. cool. That's really cool. I love it. All anyway, right. well, thanks for listening. And See you next time. Yes, next week. <laughs> Bye.